You're listening to Quick and Dirty History, the show about American history on the go. This episode of Quick and Dirty History is brought to you by that one time when a short little French dude sold a whole bunch of land that didn't belong to him to wheelin' dealin' Thomas Jefferson. Here's how it went down. The Louisiana Purchase. Some deals are just too good to pass up. This was the real estate deal of the century. Well, the 19th century, that is. Since the late 1600s, France had controlled the Louisiana Territory, which included parts of modern-day Louisiana, Texas, New Mexico, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, North Dakota, Minnesota, and all of South Dakota, Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. It even included parts of modern-day Canada. So, the Louisiana Territory is big. 828,000 square miles big. Prior to the American Revolution, though, Spain acquired the territory from France. In actuality, of course, this is all Native American territory that we're talking about. France, Spain, and the United States all wheel and deal this land, and the Native Americans are sitting idly by like, hey, what the fuck, bro? It's just one of many examples of Native Americans being subjugated in North America. Thomas Jefferson thought it would be great for the United States to get their hands on this territory, which would essentially double the size of America overnight. Jefferson was committed to westward expansion and already had plans of mounting an expedition to find a northwest passage to the Pacific Ocean. He thought that acquiring the land would be pretty easy to do. The Spanish were pushovers and their empire was in decline. However, in 1800, the military tactician and first consul of the French Republic, future emperor, as well as super short man syndrome dude Napoleon Bonaparte, regained control of Louisiana. This meant it would be more difficult for America to acquire the land. The world's greatest superpower of the time now owned the Louisiana Territory including the Port of New Orleans, and thus the shipping routes up the Mississippi River and throughout North America. Not to mention future Mardi Gras parades. France had a grand plan of taking back their slice of the North American pie, lost during the French and Indian War, and establishing a French empire in America. So, all the states that I mentioned earlier? You were almost French. Sacre bleu! Future President James Monroe was sent to join Ambassador Robert Livingston in France with authorization to negotiate a purchase of Louisiana. President Jefferson made Napoleon an offer for about two million bucks. He wanted West Florida and the port of New Orleans. If France agreed, he was willing to let them maintain ownership of the rest of the land. Jefferson's thinking was that France would never be able to control the territory because Americans would continue to move west on the frontier and end up controlling the territory anyway. However, France and Napoleon didn't bite. France couldn't be bothered with these American affairs and had other potatoes to fry, which is arguably when French fries were invented. That might be a fact. Maybe. France had their eyes on the Caribbean. There was a large slave uprising led by Toussaint Louverture in the French colony of Hispaniola, now known as Haiti. France orchestrated a plan to send about 25,000 troops to squash the revolt in Haiti, 
and then go on and plant a flag in the Louisiana Territory and secure their land in North America. One French fleet with two major objectives. These French soldiers were sent to the Caribbean with orders to send a bloody message that nobody defies France. There was no quarter or relief to be provided, and every man, woman, and child who tried to flee the rebellion would be killed. Unfortunately for France, it turned out that there were about a half million rebels in the Caribbean waiting for the French soldiers. Between the Caribbean rebels and the deaths from disease, the French were decimated. Altogether, around 60,000 French soldiers lost their lives in the Caribbean. The French loss of the Caribbean army was the event that changed Napoleon's attitude about Louisiana. Without the Caribbean colony of Hispaniola, it didn't seem worth it to hold on to North American land. Napoleon would let the Louisiana Territory go and focus his attention on his true enemy, Great Britain. If France had squashed the rebellion in Haiti, the America we know today wouldn't exist. You'd be speaking French in Texas. Ha ha ha! By the time James Monroe arrived in France to negotiate, he was informed that Ambassador Livingston had already agreed to the purchase of Louisiana. It was just too good of a deal to pass up. America purchased the Louisiana Territory for a cool 15 million bucks, or about 4 cents an acre, and doubled the size of the new nation. The news reached Americans on July 3, 1803, just in time to celebrate Independence Day. Most Americans were ecstatic about the news. Jefferson was too, but he was also troubled. Thomas Jefferson was an anti-federalist, a small government guy. He had just gone ahead and exceeded the power he thought the president should have. If the Louisiana Purchase sounds too good to be true, well, it was. It's less the deal of the century and more of the steel of the century. Native American land was abruptly ripped from under their feet. Thomas Jefferson also had the opportunity to declare slavery illegal in this new territory, and he chose not to, paving the way for greedy white settlement in a land that was arguably obtained illegally. The purchase of Louisiana, as good of a deal as it was, put excessive power in the hands of the executive and went against everything Thomas Jefferson believed in. This was one of the first instances of presidential overreach, a slippery slope which has only gotten steeper over the years. 